welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bieland. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in high sensitivity and the founder of the Sensitive Empowerment Community. I'm starting a grassroots movement to create a paradigm shift that values and honors sensitivity and all of its gifts needed in the world. I invite you to join my Sensitive Empowerment Community and explore all my resources created for highly sensitive people including my free masterclasses, especially my masterclass about high sensitivity and anxiety. You can also get a letter to give medical and mental health practitioners about high sensitivity so that they have the information they need about you to prevent misdiagnosis and just to know how to best give you the right kind of care that you need. Plus, you'll find multiple resources that teach you how to balance and honor your sensitive nervous system, understand your incredible value, love who you are, and empower you to bloom in your highest potential. My entire website is dedicated to HSPs. You can explore all of these essential resources, join my sensitive empowerment community, and register for my free masterclasses at juliebieland.com or sensitiveconnection.com. I hope you've been exploring all the episodes of the HSP podcast and please share them to help support other sensitive people. I hope you enjoy the following episode. Hello, welcome to the HSP podcast. I'm Julie Bieland and I want to talk to you about honoring your rhythm. So I've been working with sensitive people now for many years as a psychotherapist and now founder of Sensitive Empowerment and and being a sensitive person myself. And I have so much to share and teach you guys. And I hope you've been listening to all the podcast episodes. We have, it's really my mission to empower you and help you understand your value and your gifts in the world. And I just have so much to share with you. And so I've just loved hearing from you guys and getting your messages and knowing that what I'm saying is resonating. That really makes my heart happy. So thank you for sharing the podcast. Thank you for reviewing it. Thank you for sending me messages. You can also even send me uh, voice messages now that I can include on future podcast episodes if you want to ask me a question or something related to the podcast or sensitivity. So anyway, let's get started. I want to talk about how much sensitivity is a gift. And I think that depending on where you are in your own research of the trait, your own exploration of the trait, you might feel differently about me saying that. I know for myself, uh, my goodness, I spent so much of my life thinking that sensitivity was a bad thing, that it correlated to weakness, to being fragile, to being unhealthy. And it wasn't until I did my own research of the trait and started specializing with HSPs, people who have this trait, empaths, that I could really understand from a deep level how important this trait is and that we need to look at it as differently than what we've been taught. So many of us have been taught inaccurately 
that this is not a good thing to be sensitive, but it is a good thing. And the only thing that we need to do is shift our environment, shift who we're around and what we do and how we take care of ourselves. Just like you've probably heard me talk about in other episodes, we want to think about the orchid flower. It's really an amazing flower. I love them. And it thrives and blooms brilliantly in the right conditions. And if our orchid flower was not blooming brilliantly or it was having problems, we wouldn't blame the flower. We would find a different environment for it, one that was set up for how it, you know, what it needed, what you need. That's what we got to look at because we have to remember this is only 20% of the population that has this trait. And on top of that, there's a scale of sensitivity that if you are very high on that scale of sensitivity, like I am, your life is and experiences are different than probably 95 to 99% of the population. So it really makes a lot of sense. There's a bunch of us walking around in the world thinking that, you know, something's wrong with us. And when we combine that with the fact that the conditions around us are not set up for sensitivity, there's a lifetime of feeling like there's this weight on us that we can't do or be who we want to be, that we're hiding our sensitivity. That's something I used to do. I used to feel like I had to hide it, used to feel like I was embarrassed of it, and that, you know, I, if I said no to something, going somewhere, doing something where it seemed like everybody else could do it, I would feel guilty. I feel guilty for how much alone time I needed. I know that so many of you have been sharing that that's an issue for you, Um And I really want to give you guys advice about this, that it's a real thing that you need alone time. This is not just a luxury, but it is really a necessity for wellness. I have 100% believe that because I've seen that over and over again. And when sensitive people are finally able to give themselves that time and I'm talking about every day alone time really two hours. And it depends on, you know, your situation and your conditions. Maybe you need more, maybe you need less. But the the goal of it is that you are grounded and balanced. And it took me a many, many years to reach that level myself, because we have a lot of things that we're dealing with as sensitive people. We tend to be perfectionists. We tend to want to get everything right the first time, not make any mistakes. That's part of our trait. You know, you evolved for a reason, a group of people that want to get things done right the first time. Imagine a world without people like that. It is important and it is a gift. But we also have to look at that. What are we, what are our levels of perfection? I know for myself, I grew up with instability and feeling like something was wrong with me and there was a lot of issues with my sisters and because there were so many issues with them I was the youngest I took on this role of the perfect one I could see that my sisters caused my family a lot of problems they got involved in drug use and 
lots of stuff very early on in life and caused a lot of problems in the family and mental issues that were untreated. And so I remember from a very young age that I was going to be the one that never caused any problems. I was going to be the one that became the chameleon that was going to do what anybody wanted me to do. I would be the one that was perfect. I would make sure my parents were okay. I would keep their marriage together. I would always do the right thing. I would always try to get things perfect. And when we are like that, we're actually not being our true self. I wasn't being my true self. I had a, you know, just this way of being that I, I didn't even know who I was most of my life. So imagine making decisions about who I was going to marry, what career I was going to have, all these things. Like, how could I even make these kinds of decisions if I didn't even know who I was? I didn't have any space to even explore that. And it took me a long time, probably into my 40s, before I even started to get to know myself. And I think it was in my 30s when I realized that I, well, possibly my 20s, I was quite a broken mess in my 20s and very anxious, very depressed. Um, And, you know, I think that's what happens when we are trying to please people and we're trying to be what everybody wants us to be, but we're actually not being who we really are. And we're not doing what we really want. Oh, I wish sometimes I could take the confidence level that I have now (laughs) at age 50. That I, if I could only take the confidence that I have now and live my youth with this confidence, I can't even imagine how exciting that would be. But we all are on our own journey. And I'm so thankful now to have discovered who I am. And it's so fascinating because whether it's in your career, your business, your your personal life, whatever, your relationships, everything improves when you really get to know yourself and you live inside of your own rhythm. A lot of sensitive people talk about starting out with a slower morning and really having time to connect to yourself. We have to do things differently than most people around us are doing. And, you know, sometimes that that create that that makes some sacrifices in some areas. Maybe we can't do everything we want to do all the time. But I want to also acknowledge, though, that I mean, I even now that I'm on this side of things, I kind of want to pull you guys over here because it's so beautiful over here when you finally listen to your needs and you finally start honoring your rhythm in life and you prioritize your wellness and your balance, it is incredible how much things can get better. I've seen HSPs who have many health conditions improve. I've seen anxiety and depression go away. All of those things happen to me too. I know how to take care of myself now, and it's really my mission in all these episodes, and I hope you guys have been listening to all the different episodes because we've covered many different things. And 
there's so many different things that we can do that help us live in a more balanced place, in a more grounded place. And we have to stop people pleasing. I know that, you know, my goodness, I spent so much of my life doing that. And it's part of who we are, too, because we want to help people. We want to fix people. We want to make things better for others. And we often do that at the expense of ourselves. How many of you can think of many times where you've given up your own needs in order to, you know, prevent disappointing someone else? And we've talked about boundaries and things like that in other episodes as well. But I also want to just remind you guys that taking care of your needs and honoring your wellness and balance and living in balance is the best thing you could do for people that are around you because you raise your own vibration. You raise your your energetic field becomes different. And for those of us really high on the sensitivity scale, you know what I'm talking about. You can feel somebody's energy around them. And believe me, when I was people-pleasing and in perfectionist mode and depressed and anxious, I wasn't helping anybody. And (laughs) that was a real big realization when I had spent so many years doing that and realizing I really wasn't pleasing anybody. And I definitely wasn't helping the world or the community or my family by being depressed and anxious. Depression a lot of times is anger turned inwards and it's an unmet need. It's a part of us that's that's invisible, that that needs to be seen. For a lot of uh, HSPs that are also high sensation seekers, we can get into feelings of similar to depression can be even mistaken for depression when it's simply a lack of stimulation, not having enough stimulation, because I know I'm both of those things in HSP, HSS, high sensation seeking, highly sensitive person. And really that means that there's a part of me that needs to have new experiences, but there's also a part of me that's very sensitive. So it's always this balance that I'm looking at, that I have to make sure I'm having new experiences even if it's a new new hiking trail I've never been on is a new experience. Trying new food I've never tried. Uh, it doesn't have to be something intense like bungee jumping, <laughs> unless that's what you're into. But the, the concept of it is, is when we talk about honoring your rhythm, it's getting to know yourself, what your body feels like, your mind, body, soul, what it needs, and... I think a lot of times we're taught to look at what everybody else is doing around us and do that. And what I've seen as a person highest on the scale of sensitivity, that doesn't work for us. Instead, what really changed my life was getting to know what my body was telling me. The most amazing thing about this gift is it actually, you have a lot of information inside of you. I call it the internal GPS. You can navigate life by listening to that. When you wake up in the morning, what does your body feel? What does that mind, body, soul feel like to you? What does it need? Practicing checking in with yourself. Every time you go to the bathroom, asking yourself those questions. What do I need? How am I feeling and what do I need? This is important and it sounds so simple, but I know based on many years of research that Many of us don't do this naturally. 
Instead, we're paying attention to what everybody else around us needs. Or we're just trying to manage our overwhelm and we're in survival mode all the time. And we can't even access that internal space. So start slowly. Start, if you're somebody that has a really hectic, busy life, and you just feel like you absolutely could not take two hours to yourself in nature or meditating or doing grounding, that you start practicing being mindful throughout the house, even just moving. Or maybe you're even washing dishes or doing the laundry, just walking from one part of the house to another. I want you to do it mindfully. Start practicing building that muscle of paying attention. What is my body feeling? One of my favorite things of having my own business is that I can listen to what I need on a daily basis. I, I might have something planned on a particular day, but if I'm listening to my body and my body says, you know, today I'm tired, then you know what? I'm going to listen to it. I didn't used to do that. I would push, 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 usually until I was sick. I would say yes when I wanted to say no, and I lost myself in the process. And it wasn't until I found myself again and, and the glory of that freedom of knowing that I'm choosing my own life now that I really want that for you. I want you to choose your own life and your own path and your own rhythm. So many times in our sensitive empowerment community, one of the biggest things that comes up in that community in our discussions is the feeling that almost like this exhale, like, oh, there's other people like this. <laughs> it's okay to be like this. You're like this too. It's a, there's a normalizing and a validating that's really empowering and, and important in our growth. Because if you're not around highly sensitive people, you need to be around them. I believe that that needs to be part of it. I think the parts that are important are, first of all, learning about the trait. You've got to understand this trait. It will change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably have been learning a lot about the trait because I talk about it a lot. And you can read my HSP blog. That will teach you a lot too. And so learning about the trait in yourself, you're going to have a lot of aha moments that are like, wow, that's the reason I experience it like that. There's not something wrong with me, that there's a reason why I'm like this. That is life-changing. And spending time with other sensitive people. It is so important to be with your tribe, to be with people that understand you. Oh, my goodness. I wish that I had that much younger in my life. But having it now, this, this sensitive empowerment community that I have is just such a, a beautiful space to be. And it really comes from my heart. And I, I feel like I'm holding this energetic container of sensitive people and really wanting you guys to live your, your best life, your biggest life. Because you know what happens when you do that is you make the world a better place because that's who you are. You help people when you're stronger and more resilient. You're able to do that. So give yourself that alone time every day. It's going to change your life. Spend time a little bit in nature every day. It is our most treasured thing as sensitive people. It seems to be our medicine. And without it, we start to have problems. So I have never heard somebody say they spent a day in nature and didn't feel better. So try to do that. 
Try to walk in nature. Pay attention to the beautiful leaves on the trees, the birds singing, the beautiful sky, the clouds, the stars, all the colors that you see. We did a post in my community that I ended up putting in the blog too about sensory pleasures. And a lot of us don't even realize that we have more sensory pleasures. Like, yeah, we can be more sensitive to things sensory-wise, definitely, with this trait. And when we're out of balance, we're even more sensitive. That's something that I found really fascinating in my research. And so the more you put into your balance and self-care and wellness, the less challenged you're going to be by your sensitive part of you, by your sensitivities, the sensory stuff. And intentionally allow yourself to feel sensory pleasures. We had this beautiful discussion in the, in the community where people were describing their sensitive, their sensory pleasures. And it was like we were there with them. Maybe somebody was describing walking through the forest and the crunching leaves beneath their feet and the the sound the leaves were making in the wind. And it just went, oh, it was so beautiful to, to read that and to see how we experience the world together. It's, you know, it feels good to, to know that we are who we are for a reason, that we evolved with this trait for a reason, the survival strategy of the population. And really work on developing self-compassion and self-love. I have some great videos and tips on that on my blog. All of that, the blog is free and there's lots of stuff to explore on there as well. I know for myself, I had to develop self-love and self-compassion. That was something that was not part of me. Because if we're walking around thinking there's something wrong with us, it's hard to have self-compassion and self-love. We have a lot of self-judgment. What does your self-talk sound like? You know, I remember I used to say to myself, I would never say these things to somebody else, but I would say things like, oh my gosh, why am I so sensitive? I can't believe I'm having this problem again. Nobody else is like this. There's something wrong with me. You know, this is a terrible way to speak to ourselves. I would never speak to somebody that way, the way I was speaking to myself. And it took me a lot of practice. It was definitely not just one day of work that that fixed this problem. It was something I had to develop. Just like you imagine what it takes to develop a muscle, over time, you keep practicing it. Even self-compassion, it was hard for me to feel that at first. I didn't feel that. I was so hard on myself. And I just kicked myself when I was down, which made it worse. And now to be a supportive friend to myself is incredible to walk around. When you have self-compassion, you walk around with a supportive friend all the time. And that changes everything because maybe something goes wrong or you don't feel good or you did make a mistake or something happened and you're just off. If you can actually be kind and gentle and nurturing with yourself, you recover faster. Like I never thought that I could go through everything that I've gone through and recover so fast and that I could improve my health and that I could get rid of anxiety from ruling me and that I could get rid of depression. Like I never thought that I could do those things. I I never thought that I could run my own company. 
that I could hold the container for an entire community of sensitive people, that I could start my own podcast, that I could do all these things. But it all happened, it all grew for me when I started to take care of myself. Because before that, before I was actually taking care of myself, I was struggling in survival mode, personally and financially. And that was a really difficult way to live when you're constantly struggling financially. It's so stressful. And I lived a long time like that. It took me uh, to the point where I finally started honoring my rhythm, who I am, to get to a point where I was actually successful in my career too. Because that makes a lot of sense. If we're struggling, it's like drowning. That's how I remember thinking about it. Like I was drowning all the time. And the first time somebody even pointed out that there was a ladder out of that water where I was drowning, I was weeping because it never occurred to me that that I could be understood, that I could change my environment, that I could say no, that I could get rid of the guilt, that I could honor my rhythm, honor who I am. It's life-changing. And one of my favorite things is to witness you all doing the same. So if you guys have moments that you want to share, I would love to hear them. We call them sensitive empowerment wins. That when we've said no, when we've taken care of ourselves in a particular way, when we've set a boundary, we celebrate those things in the community. And I hope that you're in the sensitive empowerment community. And if you're not, I definitely invite you to join us. It's a very special place to be. And I'm there every day supporting the holding that special container and sending in energetic healing and energetic light and tips and support and guidance. And we do weekly events together every week. So that's a lot of fun to connect with each other and to learn. And we bring in all these amazing HSP speakers and guests. And uh, it's a special place. Somebody called it HSP Wonderland. And I liked that because I could just, it's like a little, I kind of almost imagine this little community of sensitive people being together. Like how amazing is that? It's as, it's as amazing as you imagine because everybody's so kind and nice and supportive to each other. And one of my favorite things is that we really do work on growth and empowerment because that's important. It cannot be this side thing that we get to eventually. It needs to be part of the forefront of our life that we're always looking at what tools can we develop that supports our environment, supports our needs, our nervous system. We have a sensitive nervous system. You are taking in hundreds of cups of information into your nervous system where somebody without this trait only takes in a few cups. That is the reason you need more alone time. That is the reason why you get overwhelmed and you need to process and you might be overthinking things. That's what it feels like. Or maybe you're having trouble sleeping. These kinds of things are because your nervous system is too full. And, and also things like irritability, lacking patience, being emotionally reactive. These kinds of things are symptoms of an overloaded nervous system. 
And there's so many things that you can do that reduce that overload. We have to think about how do we process what's in there to clear it out. And also, how do we prevent so much stuff going in it at such a fast pace that we can't keep up with? That's the reason why we might be, not be able to sleep or we feel that internal motor is just turned up so high that can create that anxiety, can create panic attacks, things like that when it's built up. So we really need to work on making sure that we are clearing that and we're conscious of it. So hopefully you know about my courses, my online courses. They're self-paced. They teach you how to do all this. My course, Brain Training for the Highly Sensitive Person, Techniques to Reduce Anxiety and Overwhelming Emotions. That course is really great if you're feeling very emotionally reactive, anxious, high stress, um, those kinds of things, because it teaches you that pause, reflect, and respond ability. And oh my goodness, that is so helpful to have in your relationships and your work and in general because if you're not being emotionally reactive you don't have so much cleanup and guilt to work through later you know i remember that i remember when i was really emotionally reactive i would feel so guilty because of my reaction that it would just compound the problem and i remember being in situations that were professional situations and feeling, you know, reactive about something and trying to hold back tears and trying to be professional. And it was so difficult not feeling like I had any kind of control over it. And I love brain training because it gives you control. And hopefully you guys have already downloaded my free guide on my website that teaches you a calming technique in the brain. You also get signed up for my newsletter that way. And I give weekly support and everything that I'm doing, I send out through the newsletter so that you guys won't miss it. So definitely check that out. And then if you are really struggling with self-love and setting boundaries and sleep issues, um, then my course, Blooming Brilliantly, Understanding and Loving Who You Are as a Sensitive Person, would be great because it also teaches you some natural supplements that work well for calming the sensitive system, and also for sleeping, if that's an issue. I believe that brain training can help with a lot of stuff, but if you happen to be somebody that is in an incredibly stressful situation, or you've been anxious for a long time, or stressed for a really long time, so that your nervous system is just kind of burnt out, then some of these natural alternatives are good solutions for sensitive people, because they're not as, um, you know, a lot of the over a lot of the prescribed medications that you might get from the doctors please make sure they understand your sensitive system oftentimes they're not good for sensitive people they tend to have a lot of side effects and really aren't created for the sensitive person the sensitive system so learning about natural alternatives is really helpful i always recommend that sensitive people try that first something natural um because it's a lot harsh, lot less harsh on the system and also just tends to work better for sensitive people. So you can check those out in that course. And then if you're somebody that's like, wants to start or grow your own business, I mean, a lot of HSPs are really good entrepreneurs and it's, it's an amazing life to have because you really get to choose your schedule and choose what works for you and really align with your own values. So, I got a lot of requests from 
therapists and healers and coaches and things like that who want to have a more global business. And um, I started an HSP practitioner's directory too. So hopefully you guys know about that. That's on my website too, where you can find a therapist, doctor, healer, coach that is an HSP because I really believe you need to work with an HSP if you are an HSP. So that's continually growing. You can check that out on the website. You can even get added to it if you are an HSP practitioner. Um, and then so you can also check out my course, How to Grow a Heart-Centered Online Business. And I that really came about because, like I was saying, so many practitioners want something extra and <clears throat> to do. And what's nice about that is that I teach how to grow multiple sources of income, how to grow passive income, things like that. So you can actually have days off and self-care time and not be only reliant on that one-on-one -on -one, uh, income. Because so many therapists out there, for example, and healers and coaches, they're overworking and getting burnt out because their only income is working with someone. And if they take time off, they lose their income. So that's not great for sensitive people. We need to have time off. We need to have self-care days. Um, we need to have vacations and restorative time. So that's why I, one of my motivating factors for creating that course was helping practitioners find balance and learn how to do things in a heart-centered way that's different than how a lot of people do things. So all the resources, I, I mean, hopefully you guys have been exploring my website. You can take a free sensitivity quiz, get that free guide, um, check out my podcast episodes. You can, you can actually leave me voice messages. You can leave, um, you can go to hsppodcast.com and actually leave messages on each episode too, if you want. And also hspblog.com. But you can find everything that I'm talking about on juliebielen.com or sensitiveconnection.com. And you can also join the community from there too. And I really hope to see you in the community. Oh, it's such a special place to be. I, I recommend trying it for a couple of months and seeing what I mean, because I know that it's hard for us to imagine that a community online could be this special. Uh, but it's not on it's not on social media. So let me make that clear right away. It's in a private, separate space that is private. And that's why we can have deep conversations and and have this time together. There's not spamming, there's no there's no advertising, things like that that make social media so overwhelming for sensitive people. And that's intentional. I created this space intentionally to have, a private space that we can have these deep conversations together. And it's just a, a really special place to be and a place where we grow a lot. So I hope that you're catching up on all the episodes and that you're taking really good care of yourself. I really do love hearing from you. And please send me those messages. It makes my heart so happy when something that I've done or talked about on the podcast or work that I've put out there has supported you in some way. I love hearing these stories. I love cheering you on. We are meant to thrive fully in the world. Sensitive people are needed in the world. And 
we need you to thrive because you do make the, the world a better place when you're thriving. And I want that for you. And I want to support you to get there. So hopefully you check out everything at juliebiellen.com or sensitiveconnection.com. And we will hopefully see you in the community. Take care of yourselves. Go out there and get your nature time, your alone time, and let's celebrate self-care. Bye, everybody. I hope you're taking extra good care of your beautiful, sensitive self and that you enjoyed this episode. I invite you to join my sensitive empowerment community and my upcoming free masterclasses for HSPs that are being called life transforming. You can truly thrive to your fullest potential as a highly sensitive person when you have the right tools and support. Explore all of my resources for HSPs at juliebiellen.com or sensitiveconnection.com. I look forward to welcoming you to my community. Thank you.